The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DKHOOPS. That's code DKHOOPS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts well 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 we are back the NBA full steam. The MVP debate is heating up as teams continue to jostle for playoff position. Basketball is back in New York City. The Knicks are officially the hottest team in the league. We have a new team atop the Eastern Conference. I'm not going to tell you which one it is. It's a it's a cliffhanger. It's a tease, as we call that. Um, there's some movement throughout the Western Conference. Jabari kept it nice and vague. Uh, gonna say if it's the lakers necessarily but we'll get into it all plenty more with nba tv and tnt sideline reporter jared greenberg on today's podcast i'm jack o'brien and i'm jabari in from miles and this is miles, miles and, and jack, jack got, got mad boosties uh jared greenberg nba analyst sideline reporter uh, host of crunch time the nba's version of red zone which you can get on the nba app uh, they need to put that on that NBA TV as well, if they haven't already, because that gets me excited. I've been begging for an NBA version of the Red Zone. You can also catch him on tonight's TNT, Golden State Warriors, Memphis Grizzlies broadcast. It's Jared Greenberg. Jared, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, fellas. Excited to talk with you. Yeah. So are you still a Nets fan? Are you? Have you had the 
fandom professionally drilled out of you. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> You're at yeah, that point. I think we 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 all root for uh, good games, but no overtime. That that's the rule. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Right. Come right studio. down to the buzzer, and as long as it doesn't keep us up any later or at work any later. Uh, but no, I mean. I grew up a New Jersey Nets fan, uh, as I was telling you guys before we came on, back when they were, you know, I was like fighting off fans because the only other people in the building with me were people coming to watch MJ or Patrick Ewing and the Knicks or Shaq and the Magic. Right. They used to just eat at me so much. But now, you know, being covering the NBA for as long as I have, um, man, it's kind of desensitized me a little bit. Yeah. Do you used to, I, I remember going catching the the bus out of that that big bus station which i've it's been so long since port, I authority. port authority yeah yeah uh to to go out to the meadowlands right. uh back in the day and man that was that was a trek it was yeah. a, a grim they, ride they, they, sometimes. They, they did not they did not make it easy to go watch games uh, no. at the meadowlands they're like you want to watch the nets what do you want to <laughs> do that for <laughs> well we are back to those days perhaps mm-hmm. because the knicks are hot nine and zero mm-hmm. since the trade deadline as of this recording. Uh, Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle have been excellent, and deadline addition Josh Hart looks just like the perfect New York Nick right now. It's exciting. I was saying before, I'm just happy. Like I am still a Sixers fan, but I have that internal. I ju- I just want to see good games. I want to see what's most what makes the league most fun to watch and having the Knicks be one of the best teams playing right now is exciting. No, I agree. I mean, it's, you know, I think the the Knicks fans kind of uh, got fooled and teased uh, a little bit a couple of years ago when they made the playoffs and they got uh, punted out of the first round by the Hawks um, and and what Trey Young did to them. But they, they seem like a more complete team this year. And uh, Julius Randle, it, it just feels more legitimate than it did a couple of years ago. Um, you know, I was I was all in on Julius a couple of years ago and then felt like really let down last year when he had as bad of a year as he did. And I, I actually talked to him a couple of weeks ago about it. Remember, I mean, he was like fighting with the fans. He was fighting with opponents. Mm-hmm. He was fighting with the referees. It was real conta- uh, contentious. And And he flat out told me that like he knew where his game was. He had to get his head right. And he mm. took the opportunity to do that, and he took some really cool steps to do that this past summer. And and now I think Jalen Brunson has brought out the best of him. I think, you know, a lot of people, me included, didn't believe that Jalen Brunson, as good as we've seen him be in Dallas, we didn't know that he was capable of being like a franchise difference maker, or could he yeah. be the best player on a team that was really good? Um, and I think we, and I'm I'm as guilty as anybody, we didn't recognize the intangible factor of like how much of a leader he is and how, how polarizing he could be in a locker room. And listen, I don't want to take anything away from Julius Randall's hard work, but I think if we're going to point to how Julius Randall went from where he was last year to where he is this year, a lot of credit has to go to Jalen Brunson. Yeah. I had the narrative in my head that, okay, the Knicks from two years ago were a flash in the pan type, or, you know, they were the aberration and like they're, they're going back to being, borderline playing team and then this past run it's starting to feel like oh maybe last season's kind of off year was the aberration and like this is this is who Julius Randle is this is who the Knicks can be especially now that they've added Brunson because I think a lot of people were looking for them to make the 
the home run swing move in the offseason to get them into contention. And they seemed very confident that Jalen Brunson was the was the guy to get them to a place where they're now in the conversation. They're now at a place where you're in Miami and all of a sudden let's go Nets or let's go Knicks cheers are, are ringing out. That was exciting. That, that was cool to see. Yeah. I, di- I didn't know. I didn't know the Knicks fans traveled like that. <laughs> well, now, yeah, no, they they do absolutely. Um, but I, I also want to pump the brakes a little bit too. Like, I don't want to pour water on this whole thing. But listen, it's a great story. It's really cool. I give Jalen Brunson a whole lot of props. I think what Julius Randle's been able to do, whether it's above the shoulders or below the shoulders, whatever. Um, and give Tom Thibodeau a lot of credit because he gets a lot of crap, so give him a lot of credit. But I, I also think Nick fans have an issue of like um, compartmentalizing things, right? Like <laughs> this this is good now, this is good. But like I also wouldn't be surprised if the Knicks lost in the first round of the playoffs. Um, like sure. I, I, I don't, I, I think we have to be careful about where, where we have these conversations because like anytime we talk about a team in New York, it's like, all or nothing. And we have to recognize that like, it's really good. They're taking a huge step in the right direction. They're building something, but they are miles away from where the, the top echelon teams are in the Eastern conference. Now to that point, is it a matter of simply And Jack and I were discussing this before, you know, before the show, you know, we haven't seen Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson do it together. Like, is it a, is it a, we don't believe you, you need more people situation or is it, you know, situational, you know, you just don't like how they how they would match up against some of the other teams. Sorry, I'm just deleting the four paragraphs I had about how the Knicks are the new championship favorite. Uh, <laughs> give me one second, but you, you can go ahead and answer Jabari's question. Um, no, I, I think number one, and, and I think this is fair, like Julius Randle, for all of his success this year, and heck, the guy may make another All-NBA team like like he did a couple of years ago, but he's got to prove that what he what he does is winning basketball in the playoffs. And clearly what we saw was it's awfully predictable in the playoffs the last time we saw him there. Right. And a team like the Hawks were able to um, take him to school and embarrass them, literally embarrass them. So for me, it's, it's number one, can Julius become less predictable once the playoffs roll around? And two, who else is there? Like, what, What's amazing about the Knicks' success this year, if you would have told me that the Knicks were going to be where they are now at the beginning of the season, I would have told you that, that R.J. Barrett is in the most improved player conversation that rj barrett is this this and that and he's not and they're yeah. getting performances from guys like quentin grimes on the defensive end emmanuel quickly you know occasionally going off like he did the other night uh mitchell robinson defensively what he's able to do but but where is that other offense coming from in a playoff series where teams have 48 hours between games to get ready for you and and we saw the last time that that the Knicks and listen they're they're a different team now so I don't want to say but I'm just not ready to put them in a place that's beyond where they are right now because we don't know come playoff time how Julius Randle R.J. Barrett and any of these other supporting cast players are are going to react I think yeah. that's fair if we're being honest Knicks fans are much like Lakers fans and I, I'll raise my hand it's all or nothing man it's either we're yep. going to win a title or or it's the worst thing in the world or right. you know the sky is falling so I get yep. it. Yeah, I mean, the thing that makes them dangerous to me, like, 
I'm having just like based on cognitive biases, I'm having a hard time taking them and the Kings seriously uh, yep. it, for the postseason. And with the Kings, I I can look at the fact that they don't really defend that well, right? Like they uh, not, aren't not a great well, defensive. They're yeah, they're they're a bad <laughs> defensive team, right. and um, that usually doesn't play very well in the in the playoffs. The Knicks defend. Like I mean, that's that is the one thing you're always going to get with the Thibodeau team, and that does make them a little scarier to me. I don't want to see them in a like my my brain doesn't want to see them in a in a playoff series, but my like gut is still stuck in like yeah, but they're still the Knicks. Like Sixers right. will take them out, but the the Julius Randle uh, game winner against Miami yep. was one of the worst looking game winners I've ever like not not the shot Great. itself but just the play well the like, shot too wasn't teamed. it wasn't the, yeah, just it's threw it the, at the basket yeah. fading to the right fading you know, to the right having just lost it twice in a row it, it was just one of those shots that never goes in and then and then it went in Brunson tied up finds Randall throws it low Randall gets it back eight seconds to go Randall on the drive, stripped by Butler. Randall gets it back. Randall puts up a three. Bang! Bang! Randall knocks down the three with seven tenths of a second remaining. All right. And then quickly, Emmanuel quickly put up 38 8 7, double overtime win over the Celtics. Very streak. Reminds me a little bit of Maxi. Uh, and they were, you know, played together in Kentucky, hid out in Kentucky. Uh, and, the, and then, you know, got drafted too late. But has there been a player with a better name game match than <laughs> Emmanuel quickly? Well, De'Aaron Fox is pretty good, too, right? Yeah. Good. Yeah. Clever, yeah. fast. Yeah. yeah. Just knows for the. Yeah. And that, that's a good one. I hadn't really, I'm, I'm surprised by myself. I hadn't really thought about that. that yeah. That's a good one, Jack. Yeah. Rarely. <laughs> they rarely match up so well. And finally, we just got this tweet from Tommy Beer on. Uh, the last week for the Knicks. And this is a good question. So the tweet, Monday, Tatum rage quits and blowout win over Celtics. Wednesday, Brunson with 30 points in first half and brutal beat down of Brooklyn. Friday, the double bang game winner by Randall to beat Miami. Sunday, IQ scores 48 in double OT thriller in Boston. By the way, you don't have to give him a new nickname. His last name is Quickly and he's quick, so we can just stick with that. You don't need to call him IQ. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, a good nickname. that's a good nickname, too, if his name wasn't Quickly. Uh, and then the end of the tweet, best week for Knicks since? Question marks. It's got to be like 2013. Yeah, yeah I was going to say right? that, that mellow year. <laughs> the mellow year. And even then, like I don't know if they had a run like that. This is a part of being an NBA fan, like as a Sixers fan, we haven't had a lot of fun in the in the postseason over the past decade or two decades or so. But like when your team is on a run in the regular season, like playing meaningful games and, and putting putting up big wins like that and everybody's getting excited. That is about as fun as any experience as an NBA fan, I feel like, because you you don't have the in the playoffs. There's almost always unless your team actually wins it, there's always the reality of fate closing in to uh, make make those memories sour. But with, with something like that, like the Sixers had that time uh, during Ben Simmons's rookie year where like Embiid went down with an injury. No and, way. Like, and Ben, <laughs> come on, man. When? Broke his face. You Are you sure? It? No. And then Simmons took over and it, he was a rookie and like the sky was still the limit. It was like, oh my. And they won like, you know, 
16 in a row or something heading into the playoffs. That was about as, as much fun as I've had as a, as an NBA fan. So I don't know. All right, let's talk about Mikhail Bridges, which since he's been traded to the Nets, uh, he's already had more 30 point games in eight games with the Nets than he did in 365 games with the Suns. Was it three, three with the Nets and one with the Suns? I think that's right. Yeah. And we just, we sometimes see players on a new team. I mean, I'm not going to say he's, he's James Harden, but it was like when Harden was suddenly with Houston, the focal point of the offense. And you saw like, Oh wow, this is, this is way better than what we were like kind of banking for, for him, for, for this team. What do we think Mikael Bridges ceiling is? I think on a team that is not expected to win a championship, I think he could be a leading scorer and turn into a guy that, you know, we should have already put in the conversation for one of the top two-way players in the league. We we know how a lockdown he could be defensively. Although it'll be interesting to see because, you know, the, the Nets defense has been atrocious since since these guys came over. And the crazy part about it is I was with the Nets the day of the trade deadline when they you know, got rid of Kyrie and, 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 and I'm sorry, when they got rid of Durant and I was talking to a bunch of people and, and the one hope was like, especially with Jock Vaughn being the head coach, this team really fit Jock Vaughn because you had so many defensive minded players. Like you were, you're starting right. five and this didn't even include Ben Simmons. Cause you, you know, you didn't know where he fit in. But if, if you include Ben Simmons, like guys like Mikhail Bridges, Dorian Finney-Smith, Nick Claxton, even Spencer Dinwiddie to a, to a certain extent, these guys have a focus of defense. Ben Simmons, obviously, right? right? So they should, if nothing else, just be a really good defensive team, and they are not either. And I think it speaks to the point of just how elite the offense is in the NBA right now. Maybe that's more than anything else. But the way I would think the Nets are envisioning it is that one day Mikael Bridges is like their second offensive option, but still their best defensive player. Yeah. I don't know. And, you know, we saw this with Kawhi for a little bit. Um a little bit in San Antonio before he got hurt, a little bit in Toronto, but they kind of backed off because of how they'd want to put too much stress on him. Can you be a team's number one offensive option, asked to score you know, somewhere between 24 and 28 points a game, and also be a lockdown defender on every possession? Like, Think about it. I mean, even the great defenders like Kawhi and Giannis, the guys who are great offensive players and are all equally as good defensively, don't often for for 40 minutes get asked to take on that responsibility, right. at least in the yeah. regular season. Yeah. Is there an ideal type of player or even specific player to pair him with moving forward? Is it a is it a defensive big? Like you said, if if he can, you know, kind of slide into the second slot from a scoring perspective, you know, is, is it a scoring point guard? What is the most ideal? Is it a guy who runs the show like Ben Simmons, you know, who can just <laughs> like rip off 20 games in a row? Dude, I, I don't know. It's obviously Ben Simmons is hurt right now. Um, and I, you know, I don't want to take any shots at him with him being hurt, but like, it's weird what's going on with him and the nets. Like there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes that I don't think we know about because like the day the trade was made and Ben Simmons should have been the starting point guard. They had him coming off the benches to back up five again. And it's just, right. it, it, it's weird. And, you know, I worked with Stan Van Gundy that game. He made the point, like if there's ever a time when the pressure has gone, there's no Kyrie, yeah. there's no KD. You know, yes, this organization still wants to make the playoffs. They have no reason, no motivation, no draft capital to miss the playoffs. But let's just go and throw all of our chips to the center of the table and see what we got. Like, now's the time where we can 
play up-tempo basketball like you were talking about that year in Philadelphia where Brett Brown just said, let's run. Let's run every possession. Let's take advantage of our speed and our athleticism. And the Nets are like, ah, no, uh, Ben Simmons is still going to be our backup five. Yeah. So that to me was a little concerning. But um, yeah, I would think with Bridges, like, you know, every good team, I think, needs a really good facilitator and, and a guy that, that is a great playmaker and a great decision maker. Yeah. In terms of people who have shown us something this season and who we feel like we might be seeing some things from in the next couple of years. So now Mikhail Bridges is on my radar as like this, this dude could be making a leap in the next couple of years. Halliburton, obviously, um, a- anyone else that you've seen something from this year that you feel like you're, you're buying stock in, in wow. this person to be a superstar. Like uh, Jabari, I think you were saying Ant. Yeah, I feel. I mean, obviously, Ant's been fantastic this year. Uh, once he, you know, once he was able to settle in and get it going, but I, it feels like there's still at least another level as he continues to develop. But I'm just wondering, like, you know, the bust out guys that you know that could be coming over the next few years. Yeah, I think I think Anthony Edwards is, is a great one. Um, the one I'm leaning towards is kind of like this Sacramento duo, like uh-huh. we've known that Sabonis is good, but we're like, yeah, he can't be that good. Sure. But he's the reason why they're in third place in the West, right? Like, and, and De'Aaron Fox has had a pretty darn impressive year as well. Yeah. You know, another one that's going to be interesting to see in the playoffs here, if he can stay healthy, is we always said, if Michael Porter Jr. stays on the court, he yeah. could be a great player. And, and when he's been on the court this year, he's had a really good year. I mean, heck, Aaron Gordon's had his most efficient year in the NBA. Um, trying to think who else. I'm, 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 I'm going to have somebody in my mind here and then after the show, I'm going to be like, ah, I should have said that guy. Yeah. That's um, right. We'll, we'll, we'll put, we'll, it, have we'll put it out show. to the timeline. Okay. At that yeah. Point. <laughs> Hit us up. Uh, all right. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk about some of the best performances. We finally got to see the, uh, the Suns in their fullness. And it was pretty, it's pretty intriguing. Uh, so we'll talk about that when we come back. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you gotta check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DKHOOPS. That's code DK Hoops for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800Gambler.net. In New York, call 877 8 HOPE NY or text HOPE NY 467369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888 789 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See DKNG dot com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources when you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year 100,000 mile limited warranty you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible visit your local kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner kia movement that inspires 
Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. And we're back. And I'm just going to say this was one of the most fun weeks of basketball like this past sunday's run of of games was was a blast there was a a game where the philadelphia 76ers played the milwaukee bucks and uh prevailed it snapped the 16 game winning streak i think came from behind i enjoyed it it was a you know a grace and allen game which the fans are always kind of <laughs> clambering for anytime you can see that guy go off but i mean <laughs> seriously put up 20 in the third quarter brooke lopez Giannis looked great Embiid had 31 i think james harden had 38 it's what is starting to like give me make me feel like not not necessarily that the sixers are getting out of the second round because i i feel like that's they where they won't they're not allowed. Actually, it's in yeah. the it's in the bylaws of the, I I the franchise. Page, yeah. page one seventy eight. Yeah, they're not they're not permitted to get out of the second round. But they are for the first time since I've been a Sixers fan, winning games at the end that they don't have any right to win. Like it used to be a thing where they would give the game away at the end, and you'd go into any fourth quarter where you were only up by ten points, being like, "Oh, this isn't this isn't." gonna be good and now they're closing really strong they have some really good clutch stats so that that was fun to see and then they had just a a barn burner against the pacers where they won 147 143 in regulation and beat at 42 harden dished out 20 assists halliburton 40 and 16 in the loss but it's the 11th time Embiid has scored 40 or more this season like just taking everything out of the mvp conversation which i think is getting little overheated uh i'm just enjoying another pretty phenomenal Embiid season right now jerry let me ask you this i've been trying to convince jack now jack is a cautiously optimistic fan and i and i respect and appreciate that because you know cautiously deep down, pessimistic i would say yeah. okay you know what i didn't want to put that on you but yes but i've been trying to convince him that this year they look different and i you know whether it's uh his his sixers and by by different meaning like I don't have to squint as hard to convince myself that they could make it beyond the second round. Well, let me right. ask you a question then. For people listening in their car or at work or wherever in the gym pumping some iron, why does Jack have sunglasses on that that have like rosy colored like like why does he need to wear those sunglasses on this podcast? Yeah. Hey man, this is just he, a look. It's a prote- vibe that I'm he's putting protecting out. his peace. Joel Embiid is playing like an MVP. Regardless of where you put him in there, right? If James Harden is playing at this level. And then you have Tyrese Maxey playing at this level, and then they get Tobias Harris back. Could you see a path where they could make it, you know, make a deep run finally? Yeah. I mean, listen, before we even talk about the Sixers, I mean, there are holes in the two clear-cut favorites in in the conference, right? Like Milwaukee's had their issues this year, uh, although they don't feel like they have very many of them right now. 
Um, And Boston clearly is going through something major right now. But I I would say this, like my my biggest thing with the Sixers, and and this is kind of almost like my conversation that I had with you about the Knicks, but just the same, but very different. Like James Harden missed Tuesday night's game, right? With with an injury. And Jack, you you know better than me as, as a lifelong diehard Sixer fan here. Like every time things are important, there's a Joel Embiid injury. Yeah. There's a reason why he's out. He's fractured his face in two different playoff runs. Yeah. Like, I don't know how that happened. And, and I'm not criticizing him. I'm not saying anything. But a big He's just part got of a breakable what, face. Right. His face is just, <laughs> his face Super has breakable. that Mr. Glass quality. That, uh, um, yeah. But, you know, the Sixers, and this is a, a dumb statement, the Sixers need Embiid, right? They need Harden, and they need Harden to be at his best. And when it comes to the playoffs, Embiid, more times than not, has missed a game in a playoff series throughout his career. James Harden has not shown up in playoff series regularly throughout his career. Mm. Uh, So, like, those things, you know, just make me wonder. Now, I'll I'll say this. You know, sneaky, some sneaky moves that Daryl Morey made. Like, this Jalen McDaniels move. Wow. Slid him into this starting lineup on Monday night. That was impressive. I, I would say... I'm giving the Sixers a sliver of hope because right now, today as we speak, I have some doubt in the Boston Celtics, who I thought would be the clear-cut favorite in this conference. And while I'm feeling really good about the Bucs, like they're not they're not the 2016 Warriors. Yeah. Um, and even the 2016 Warriors clearly found a way to lose. So uh anybody's beatable. The the issue though is if if the Celtics find their way, if Jason Tatum finds his shooting stroke, first of all, he's got to get back on the court, hurt his knee the other night. And he can find a consistent shooting. Like, this has been really weird with Tatum, and I, I think this has gone undercovered, is Jason Tatum's shooting slumps that he goes in and out of this year. It's just really bad. But as we stand today, like, the Sixers will have to face one of those two teams in the second round of the playoffs. Yeah, that's the thing, is, like, I, I'm frustrated that they don't get to the Eastern Conference Finals. That means you're one of the final two teams in the East. Like, that's, and the East right. is really good this, this year. year. That, that hasn't yeah. been the case last year. That hasn't years. always been the, yeah, that's true. <laughs> But like that, it's a tough year to be like, got to get it out of the second round. So I get like Eastern Conference finals are bust because, you know, Cleveland is tough, even though I think, I think the Sixers just match up pretty well against better than most teams against the Bucks. But I think they just, if they, if they face the Celtics in a seven game series, it's, it's over for them. That's yeah. They just, they can't beat the Celtics period. All right. It, it is that time. Jabari. Anthony, <laughs> M.F. Davis, uh, second of his name, leads the Lakers to victory over a Warriors team with Steph back in the mix. The Lakers are 6-3 and three since the trade deadline. Uh, LeBron's only played in three of those games. Been without D'Lo since February 23rd, but they're finding a way to claw back. I still am very intrigued by this team. What say you? Yeah, I mean... The, the the trade deadline made a lot of sense for them, and and for as much as we've crapped on Rob Polinka over the years, aka LeBron, the de facto GM, um, <laughs> they did an amazing job this year. Listen, I I don't think I, I I think some of the players' name like we do like this thing during the trade deadline or in the off season when a team gets a guy and we're like name recognition. All of a sudden, we're polarizing. Like we know this guy. Do we know him for good or bad or indifferent? Oh, he's good. Right. The, the thing about this Laker team is these aren't like all stars that came to the Lakers, although D'Angelo Russell one time was an all star, but they got guys that make sense around LeBron and Anthony Davis. And 
if this injury to LeBron had happened without those trade deadline moves, the Lakers ship is sunk, right? Dead. Uh, and, and the other part of it too is like there, there, there's a reason like why there's all these teams fighting. Like nobody's very good. Like Dallas is not very good. The Clippers, yeah, they could be good. Like the Clippers could win a championship or miss the playoffs. Who knows? <laughs> uh, Utah, Utah, not very good. Portland, not very good. Pelicans, not very good. The Thunder, not very good. Right? Like there's a reason why all these teams are in this conversation. For again, and let's remember, for as much as LeBron moaned about the play-in a couple of years ago, if not for the play-in, saving grace, right? <laughs> the, the Lakers are out of this whole thing, and and you know, so listen, the, the Lakers have a very favorable schedule coming down the stretch. Yeah, uh, I do. think until until they face Phoenix on March twenty second, I have that right. They don't face another team that is uh, well. I guess the Knicks on on. Yeah, that March that 12th. became a tough game all of a sudden, yeah, right? All of a sudden, yeah. that's a tough game. But they they, they really they, they don't have teams, particularly on the road. They they don't have to face teams that are in contention here until the end of March. So yeah. there, there's a path for the Lakers absolutely to get where they want to go. They they just need Anthony Davis, or as you called him, another name. Um, he needs to absolutely be a beast. He needs to be a guy. That is so good over the final 18 or so games this season that people are saying, well, why wasn't he in the MVP conversation? It's a, it's a right. bad conversation to have. It's, right. it's, a, it's an ignorant conversation, but there needs to be so much recency bias in the play of Anthony Davis over the last three weeks of this season that, that we are saying, wow, this guy's too good to keep off the MVP belt. Yeah, As they, have, they, they have to catch Utah is one of the teams in front of them. Uh, Portland, and those are all teams with very difficult uh, schedules coming down the coming down the stretch. So I think they have a shot. Yeah, and as your resident Anthony Davis fan, I will acknowledge, I agree. But we go game to game over here. <laughs> we we oh, don't yeah. even th- we're not even thinking about it in terms of like the last three weeks. I I'm, I can't even go weeks at a time, game to game. Just be that guy. One hundred percent agree. Well, yeah. I mean, let's just face it here, like. I was told, I don't know if you guys heard this report I did on TNT last week, I was told by the coaching staff that not only was it expected, but it was anticipated that Anthony Davis would play last Tuesday at Memphis and then Wednesday in Oklahoma City. The coaching staff fully expected and anticipated that he would be able to play, and he would play. Well, all of a sudden, game day comes, second night of a back-to-back, he's not playing. Lakers have back-to-back coming up at New Orleans, at Houston. Now listen, at Houston should be a winnable game without Anthony Davis, but you're not. You, there's a reason why you're battling for the tenth spot in the West because you're not that right. good. You you need your best player to play. Yeah. Right. Then they've got uh, another back to back at Utah at the Clippers. He's got to play. Yeah. Right. Like you got two more back to backs. You can't afford to lose any of these. If Anthony Davis is not playing these games, then you know why you're going to miss the play in. Right. I do my best not to be, you know, the sky is falling guy, but I will say that over the next, you know, over that three-week period that you just mentioned, if I'm the Lakers organization, and and this is obviously not based on any reporting, this is just my opinion, but if I'm the Lakers organization, and this is, you know, talking about a guy that, one of my favorite players in the league, I have to look at him and say, well, can you do it or can you not? Can Can you be trusted? Can you be leaned upon? Can you be expected to give us 20 solid games, you know, down the stretch of a must win, you know, scenario? And if you can't, then I have to, you know, we have to at least consider what, you know, what this roster looks like moving forward. Yep. And then finally, just the, the Mavs Suns game was a blast. Uh, Luca Kyrie, KD Booker, just a 
just fun back and forth game. KD dagger, uh, Luca missed the bunny, and then you know the double text. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Wayne Wright with eight to shoot. Back to KD with six. Durant driving on Hardaway. Pull up jumper. Durant got it, and Phoenix has a two point lead. I've never pulled for the Suns in like a just a stray game that I'm why I catch a stray game. It's just always been I don't I don't really care. I'm usually like find myself like at a gut level pulling for whoever they're playing against. And now I'm I'm on the Suns bandwagon because I'm you know KD LeBron. Those are my guys. They're like generationally like some some of my favorite players that I've ever watched. And I I didn't know if it, if I was going to be able to pull myself onto the bandwagon. I did it though. I'm aboard. I'm excited. Uh, you feel what good about yourself? Think? I feel great. <laughs> I feel, I feel awesome. Uh, what do you guys think though? Did you learn anything? Uh, yeah. I mean, it has the chance to be freaking awesome in Phoenix. Um, yeah. I'm not just saying this, like I'm not saying this, like on behalf of the NBA because they don't pay my check, but like there, there's got to be some integrity into the 82 games of a season. And I just find it very hard to believe even the best of the best players can pull it together over 15 games and just go win a championship after that. It just, to me, there's something. It's not a video game. Right. (laughs) Has it ever happened? Has has a midseason trade ever resulted in a championship? Detroit, right? Yeah. With with Wallace. But I mean, that. But he also wasn't their, their first, second, or third offensive option. Right. It was like. We already have a very solid team, and all of a sudden you throw right. a sheet. Right. You know, yeah, you yeah. throw a hungry sheet in the mix. Well, NBA action, it's fantastic. Uh, <laughs> let's take a quick break. We'll be back for the fastest segment in podcasting. Jared, I hope you're ready. I hope you did it like some neck stretches because yep. these questions are going to be pinging past your head just uh, at, a, at a rapid rate. We'll be right back. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you gotta check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DKHOOPS. That's code DK Hoops for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800Gambler.net. In New York, call 877 8 HOPE NY or text HOPE NY 467369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888 789 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See DKNG dot com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources do you love selena like really love whether you saw her live saw the movie as a kid or saw her looks all over tiktok there's no shortage of reasons to stand the queen of tejano and Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. 
The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. And we're back. And cue the... Do we have theme music for this segment? We do. Start the clock. Start, start the music. The clock, Let's go. Kick, kick on the rapid fire theme uh, brought to you by John Williams. Um, we did spend the entire annual budget of the show on uh, John Williams making a rapid fire. It's not a good match, I gotta say. I don't know why we went with the guy who made the Star Wars theme for something that's supposed to be like up-tempo and uh, focused, but that's what we did. Jared, this is where we're gonna be asking you questions. Uh, we don't want you to even think about it. It's just your the fastest first gut reaction. Okay. Uh, Jabari just made a sound to that was supposed to be lasers, I guess. Um, <laughs> it, was a, it was a Star Wars laser. It was lasers-ish, lasers-y. And Jabari is going to kick it off for us. Jabari, take it away. All right, let's just go. Let, cut the nonsense. Jared. <laughs> cut the nonsense, Jared. First of all, <laughs> cut the nonsense, all right? Jared, hold come on, on, hold on. Give me, give me a second. Give me a second. Get serious here. All right. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready. Your nonsense, I'm ready. Sir. Yeah, I'm ready. Jared, you can go back in time and be on the broadcast of any single NBA game throughout history. Which game are you choosing? Game 7, 2016, NBA Finals. Okay. Game the seven, block, 20. you got it all. Yep. The block, the shot, comeback. I love it. Mm. And there, there, it was a rock fight there for a little while, so you yep. got to fill that, you know? It's, well, what a game. Yep. Best NBA city based solely on the food. New York. Oh. Okay. I, I always figure people are going to say New Orleans here, but yeah, I guess it's a something. matter of, it, you know. Okay, okay, I got you. All right, Jared, it's time for it. Let me get your boldest play-in or postseason prediction. My boldest postseason prediction? Yeah. Yes. The Golden State Warriors will make the Western Conference Final. Oh. Wow. Okay. The exact opposite of last week's yeah. uh, boldest <laughs> postseason prediction. Who Somebody said they won't even get out of the play-in. Aaron Edwards, um, he, said, he said they're going to get knocked out, you know, first game of the play-in. Okay. What do you think is going to come together for them? Well, I mean, what, what really needs to come together? I mean, they're... they're like, listen, I, I know they, they have... I, okay, played. here's a different question. What yeah. has fallen apart for them that has put them in this position that, <laughs> yeah. where, where, where I'm surprised by you saying they'd be in the Western Conference Finals? I, I just think, like, what, what, what stuns me about the Warriors, what's different about them from last year winning a championship to this year, is, is these names. Gary Payton II, Otto Porter, Nemanja Belica, mm. and a little bit more of Andre Iguodala. Yeah. Like... To me, once the playoffs roll around, I get that those three guys actually played pivotal roles for the Warriors. But Jonathan Kaminga, if you watched him the last couple of weeks, balling. Yeah. Clay Thompson is actually putting together a, a, a two better months than he's ever had in his career, like ever, ever. Forever, ever? Uh, and Steph Curry is just getting back. Yeah. I feel like, you know, a, a lot of what I think we're going to see in these West playoffs is a lot of teams trying to find their identity once it counts the most and the warriors know who they are yeah right like denver denver for as much as they've been in the postseason the last few years like not with this group 
playing at this level with this expectation. Memphis, no. And who the heck knows if Memphis is going to have their best player in the playoffs. Uh, Sacramento has never been here. Phoenix, as constituted, has never been here. Is Chris Paul going to be healthy? What are they going to get from their supporting cast? Minnesota's never been here. Dallas never been here. We don't like their supporting cast. The Clippers, is Kawhi going to take a game off in the playoffs because he doesn't feel like playing? Like, there's, there's a lot of questions about a lot of teams, and I get that the Warriors have left a lot of doubt in people's minds, but when it comes down to it, I am taking the five-man unit of Steph, Clay, Wiggins, once he gets back, and he will be back soon, Draymond with Looney, and Jordan Poole coming off the bench, Dante DiVincenzo coming off the bench. I'm taking that seven-man group against any seven-man group in the West. Wow. That's a really good point, and you know we're usually being jokey in this segment, but that's a great point and one that I probably should have considered, you know, prior to now. Uh, you know, shout out to former guest Ben Golliver. He, you know, he made mm. the point that uh, no, he likes nature. Ben, he loves he nature. Does. <laughs> he, he does. He uh, does numbers too, but no. Um, he pointed out that there hasn't been a repeat conference finalist over the last four seasons, and that would mean that obviously Golden State would be the you know the first to do so. So, yeah, I can um, sorry to slow down the segment. I just got passionate there. No, no, no that's perfect. Passion yeah. spills over sometimes. It yeah. happens. For whatever reason, this past week, the Nuggets have started to make sense to me as the team coming out of the West. Oh, I'm still there. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm with you there. But like, have you ever felt less good about saying that about a conference champion? I have like they for, for some reason, like I was, I was out like. I was at that place where I was like, well, it can't be the Nuggets, right? Like, it's not, like they, as good as they look in the regular season, like we've seen them in the playoffs and like it hasn't worked out. And like just something about like there's been some articles about their metrics, like in the clutch being some of the best in the league. And just they've just started to feel like this powerhouse. And they're also seven games out in front. Like they're, it's not even close. I mean, right. I guess that was the case Class with of the, the Suns at, uh, at some points last season. But is the clock still ticking? Yeah, yeah. Start the re, make sure the speed Reset up the it. clock, Brian. Um, all right. If you could trade one player currently in the NBA for the number one pick next year, so Wembenyama, would you, and who would it be? Jesus. So I would have to be the team getting Wembenyama. You have the number one pick, let's say. Right, right. And you can trade for a single player in the NBA right now. Ready for this? Yeah. This is called a timely take. John Morant. Wow. I love <laughs> All it. All right. <laughs> but the fact that it's even a question is crazy, just to, uh, from a women right. perspective. Like, no, nobody really. Like, I mean, yeah, there's probably somebody, but you have to, like, think about it pretty hard. Well, because it's not just a mystery box. We've seen, you know, and we can, we can, so we can see with our eyes, like, man, that, that could be incredible. Not just special, not just great, incredible. And I'm not guaranteeing, I'm saying it could be. He's shooting low 30s from three. I'm just saying. I'm putting it out there. <laughs> Maybe Wembenyama. he should go second. I think he should. I think he should slide to the Sixers. All the right, Scoot, you're up. <laughs> All right, my turn. Let's keep it going. If you could bet on any fan base to make the in arena challenge shots, you know, the layup, free throw, three-pointer, half court, which fan base would you bet on? Well, I'm not taking Boston or Philly <laughs> because they've been uh, getting ready for the game too much before the mm -hmm. game. Game. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not taking Atlanta or Miami because they may not be in the stands by halftime. Wow. Um, <laughs> wow. Uh, shots. <laughs> I'm going to go Indiana. There it is. Like that. That's the one. Right. It's got to be Indiana. 
They're so good that they only give out fifty dollars in in <laughs> gift cards to right. somebody who does who completes yeah. the whole challenge. Yeah. Yeah. You get like rolls you, of quarters. You yeah. Get a get a fifty dollar Target shopping card. Uh, yeah. Um, all right. I have this persistent nightmare. Like it's basically a reverse like Mike, where I suddenly switch bodies with an NBA player in the middle of the game, and I have my skills. Is there a player you would switch with? What would you do if you suddenly you are in Jokic's body in a big game? What do you do? Do you fake an injury? Do you try and let it rock? Like, how, what what are you doing? I'd probably be like, I I would take Zion and just try and like, you know, I've been I don't even know if I could touch the bottom of the net, let alone dunk. So. Yeah. <laughs> Like, like just to play bully just ball, springing around oh, out yeah. there. Yeah yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I just hope that game, whatever game it is, he's dressed and active. So I'm like, not sitting in the on the bench in street clothes. You know, <laughs> you just pick that on any time. game. Right. Yeah, yeah. All right. Last question of the week. This is the most important one, by the way. Jack or Jabari? Oh, it, it's no question. It's Jabari. Oh, because anybody anybody who slides into my DMs, I'm all for. There we go. Yeah. You gotta Josh, be attentive. You've Jack. never slid into my my DM. I know. Gotta it's, be attentive. I can't. I can't keep up with the seductive DM sliding powers of Jabari. It's by the way. I've always. My, said my, that. But just for full disclosure and transparency, my wife is can't hear you guys, but hears me talking about somebody sliding to my DMs, and she has questions right now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mrs. Greenberg. It was me. <laughs> Professional. I promise. Yeah. What about that picture? Such a yeah. He did. Jabari does send a picture when he first reaches out to people. He does send a picture. Uh, it was a good picture. It's in Vegas yeah. by the pool. You know, I figure it gets people in the mood. It's festive. Yeah. There are roses involved. Uh, Jared Greenberg, such a pleasure having you, you on the show. Where can people find you, see you, all that good stuff? I'll be on uh, TNT Thursday night in Memphis for a big Warriors Grizzlies game. Nice. Um, then uh, all throughout the next couple of weeks, TNT is going to take some time off here for March Madness, and uh, I'll be on the NBA TV side of things doing uh, Crunch Time, which Jack is going to become your new favorite show on the NBA Amazing. app, where Amazing. we take you to the biggest moments of the night as they happen live. The NBA's only whip around show, and I'll be doing some uh, some NBA game time appearances as well on NBA TV. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. That's going to do it for us this week. Quick shout outs to some listeners. We asked for your MVP opinions and here were the results. 53% said Jokic or uh, Jokey. 36% said Giannis and seven. Sorry. What, what is it? 7%? Did Who's you? That? It's not Embiid? a typo. No, it's not a typo. Man, I just, I gotta say if Embiid and Jokic would just play one another in an important nationally televised <laughs> game then we would actually be able to see or if Embiid went up against Giannis with 16 game winning streak on the line you know um anyways great picks <laughs> listeners uh our boosties listeners of the week at Brock Denton said Jokic is great but it's insane to me that he's going to win three straight Embiid or Josh should have won last year and it's surprising to me that the voters aren't getting tired of giving it to him. LeBron should have been MVP every year from 07 to 15, but voters got tired of him. Um, yeah, the MVP conversation is the conversation about a narrative being told by NBA writers. So at this point, whatever. But make sure you give us a follow on Twitter at MadBoosties. That's M-A-D-B-O-O-S-T-I-E-S. Um, and that's going to do it for us this week. Back next week with more NBA action, uh, more 
of these spicy piping hot takes. Uh, we'll talk to y'all then. Have a great week, everyone. Bye. Bye. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.